I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello there. Hello, and welcome to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for Joy Clicks. I am Mike Connors, and as always, I have my Buryaga, my Chewy, uh, Christian Buckley. Christian, how are you? Uh, I was gonna go with a chewy impression but i was not prepared mentally so hello mike i'm doing well how are you <laughs> <laughs> i'm good we're, we're coming right off of the joy clicks hall of game which was a great time uh, yeah. uh everybody can probably can definitely go rewatch it or watch mm-hmm. it if you haven't uh on joy clicks on the youtube channel that was a great time though christian thank you for having all of us oh and it was just it was just a fun thing to do yeah dude that was a blast the thing is like i was thinking that after the fact i had so much fun i'm so bummed that the next time we get to do that is june yeah true i mean that's not so far away i know i know but like that was a that was really fun and you gave a great presentation i don't have a history with halo but you sold me that was great very well done very well done honestly i I got more points than I thought I was. I would, so uh, that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we know uh, we did our. I... Oh, sorry. No, what were you saying? I was gonna say we did our uh, video game Star Wars bracket pretty recently, you know. So maybe if uh, yeah. next time you bring one of those games, maybe you might get a three pointer for me. <laughs> that yeah, well, I, I would only get. I have to imagine which game it would have to be for mm-hmm. me to get a three pointer from you, Christian. Yeah, perhaps we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, but dude, how have you been? Have you didn't been uh, doing anything Star Wars recently? Honestly, I haven't. I I recently talked about getting a Nintendo Switch, and so I've just been playing Breath of the Wild. So. Uh yeah, I mean, my free time recently has been dedicated to my Switch as well because um, Monster Hunter for Switch just dropped, and true, I played Monster Hunter World when that dropped on PS4. That was my first in the series. Fell in love. Already have like 15 hours into this one. Very excited. But other than that, not a ton of Star Wars stuff. Made a couple Star Wars TikToks again. Those are doing all right. So, you know, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for more Star Wars. Hungry for more Star Wars. And Christian, I think we are getting some more Star Wars. And we certainly have a lot to talk about today on the news front. Uh, we, we, yeah, we, we're, we're really, the Disney gods have blessed Jedi Knights today. Usually we get kind of like, uh, we have to like wait an entire <laughs> week normally to talk about things. But today... We have things and we, we can talk about them. But first, I think we should just do what we always do and start this podcast off with the Jedi Archives from the Jedi Archives. It's a segment in which uh, Christian and I both choose a page from Wikipedia, which is the Star Wars wiki, and we educate each other on it. So I think last week it was the first time that we had chosen each just a random page as a function where you can choose a random page. And I believe we did that again this week. Right, Christian? We did indeed, yes. So, uh, if you want, I can hit you with mine first. Um, I was given the great honor of the Night Swan. Can you hear me, Mike? Yes, sorry. I You were, like, cutting out, but yes, I, okay. I hear Night Swan. <laughs> Night Swan was given to me via the gods of randomness. Uh, a Night Swan was a bird which only sang after the night fell. The rebel Neville Signy took the name Night Swan as a code name to undertake covert rebel activities against the Galactic Empire. Uh, Interesting. It was first mentioned in Thrawn, the novel. 
the canon novel? I'm checking for you very quickly. Yes, it looks like the canon novel of Thrawn. Interesting. So. Well, I don't remember that. Um, it's been a while since I've read that book, so that makes a lot of sense. I It, it sort of reminds me of, um, what was it, Fulcrum or whatever? Yeah, that was right? Ahsoka's name, right? Yeah, but like, uh, sort of just like a person who's... So is this person like inside the... Um, in, inside the empire like working for the rebels i guess uh that's what it seems to be uh neville signy looks like a comic book character pulling up the wikipedia page for that individual they look illustrated as they would be on a comic panel but yeah a uh, smuggler and insurgent leader during the imperial era signy very cool that's a that's a cool pick actually yeah. So let me hear what you got. What's up? So yeah, I just picked the random page like I always do. Not not always. This is the second time. Uh, but I chose. I was given by the Wikipedia gods. Battle above a nameless moon. All right. So it's a really short Wikipedia page, but okay. I was intrigued by the name because it's battle above a nameless moon. Mm -hmm. I'm interested. So. I guess the title of this article is conjectural. That's what it's telling me. Uh, sometime after 200,000 uh, 200, BBY, uh, two cults, the female Tang Sisterhood, known as the Warriors of the Shadow, and the death cult Nell of Muspili, battled each other in a terrible naval battle above an unnamed moon in the unknown regions. This is like the most vague thing I've ever read in my own life. <laughs> Uh, the battle site was discovered tens of thousands of years later during the Cold War, which I think we recently talked about. We did. Between the, re between the reconstituted Sith Empire and Galactic Republic, many of the cult's der derelict starships remained at the site. Um, yeah, I guess this was this was mentioned in uh, the Old Republic, the MMORPG. So, oh, very nice. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess we should just move on to the really great news that we have this week. And which one do you want to talk about first? I feel like I feel like they're both they're both super good. Uh, we got something animated and we got something live action. Christian, you should pick. Um, I, let's start with the Bad Batch, dude. I'm feeling Bad right. Batch. So this is a, this is the more recent news anyway. Uh, this came out today. We had a bad a trailer for the Bad Batch animated TV show. So uh, just to recap, we had the finale season seven of the Clone Wars last year and uh, an arc that was about the Bad Batch, Clone Force 99, which is um, basically a group of clones that are sort of uh, genetically different. Um, they, they were sort of like, I don't want to say like rejects, like they mm -hmm. kind of were, but like um, each of them has their own sort of like specific skill um and we saw them in the clone wars but now they're getting their own tv show so yeah it's basically like the clone Wars sequel um which is great <laughs> uh but basically we are getting uh this tv show on tuesday may 4th and we got a trailer today uh tuesday uh, which is march 30th on tuesday uh so on tuesday may 4th the first episode's coming out and then on friday may 7th which is only a few days after that the second episode's coming out um, the series premiere is going to be 70 minutes long. Christian, Ooh, that's craziness. Baby. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm making popcorn <laughs> for that. I'm settling in. I'm going to pour a drink. I I cannot wait for that chunky, chunky premiere, Mike. I Oh, man. You know I'm really high on the Bad Batch. I loved 
those characters. I think it's such a cool thing. It just it feels so unique to Star Wars. Be, well, not like unique to Star Wars, but like unique for Star Wars. Like right. having this elite super group, like the Suicide Squad or like the Ninja Turtles or anything on that level, I think is engaging. Guardians of the Galaxy, if you will, like yeah. uh, a bunch of rejects that work together to be a, a cool group. Um, and this trailer just highlighted that because it ran through the entire lineup, showed us all five of them. It was a really good trailer, I thought. I ha- I was hyped up. It was a pretty great trailer. I mean, it gave us some inclination about like where the story is going too, mm-hmm. right? Like the only thing that we knew prior to this trailer was that this is taking place after, uh, you know, during the time of Order 66, right? Um, but that's really all we knew. Uh, we didn't know if like, you know, they the Bat Batch uh kind of like turned to just like all the other clones uh, talk a little bit more about that christian because it seems like you're really into that like it doesn't seem like it. you are definitely more into the bad batch than i am and you probably picked up on more about like what this trailer told us about uh, the story and everything sure sure so i i think first first off like 70 minutes we're gonna cover a lot of ground i honestly i think mm. that those four-hour recuts of Revenge of the Sith with the Siege of Mandalore are probably going to have to be recut again because I'm sure we are going to get boots on the ground Order 66 content in this yeah. premiere, right? It's a short film. 70 minutes is a short film. Like, yeah. I I really think we're probably going to get what they were doing, where they were, how they reacted. It seems like they don't have the inhibitor chip the way we were speculating of like because maybe they aren't genetically coded like all the other clones if they have one doesn't work on them or they just don't have them yeah because it seemed to me like the trailer first up mike again this is basically season eight of clone wars because right like i i was so stoked seeing them walking into the training arena where we saw like domino squad right yeah. that was yeah. so cool with like with tarkin like overlooking them yeah. and all that so, yeah so it it seems to me like the general gist of where we're going is that hey bad batch we're out doing a job or something um they come back things are in shambles you know empire exists now and i assume they're like hey who do we answer to like is this still are we still employed um and maybe Tarkin's like, okay, well, we know you're acclaimed, so why don't we, uh, why don't we test your skills out a little bit? Uh, and they're probably gonna go off the book as they do, and then Tarkin doesn't like that, and then they have to go on the run, and then they turn to mercenaries, which is, um, you know, we we kind of we're assuming that might be the path these characters take when the show was announced. But seeing more of this, specifically seeing Fennec Shand show up, mm. who is a bounty hunter and on the, like the outskirts of life, uh seems like she could sort of step into like a mentor role for them or like a a gateway into that world so i i'm so excited it definitely i think the the trailer definitely gave off the impression that at some point somehow the bad patch uh go rogue from the empire right yeah um it's just uh you know we we had an inclination that that was where the show was going going to go before we got this trailer but you know the fact that we got this trailer and that it shows that is just good because that's that's now where we know the show is going also interestingly enough they appear to pick up like some sort of kid right yes it's like some some kid is just going to be coming around with them i i couldn't tell if that kid was like from camino um or or, or not like I, I, it's kind of strange but what do you think about that so 
I believe Will Beeman of Cantina Conversations, because uh, I saw the Cantina Conversations Twitter account, and I, th I think I also saw Will's Twitter tweet this out. Um, it took a picture of the kid from the trailer and put it next to a picture of Mask Off Captain Phasma. What if this is Phasma Origins? How would you feel about that, Mike? Interesting. I mean, that like, would be kind of cool. Yeah, like timeline-wise, <laughs> Phasma's probably a kid around the rise of the Empire, right? Like, uh, she's probably like in her forties in, uh, uh, what what's it called? The sequels, right? Uh, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> obviously she's definitely hardened yeah 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 uh both blonde you know the the bad batch they got their gray and red uniforms phasma got that chrome and red so like i i think it might be a stretch it's like okay blonde kid maybe sure but like i think that could be interesting you know and again another way to flesh out the a character much like boba fett who doesn't really have anything to them yeah i always thought that you know captain phasma was sort of like thrown away uh cough cough ryan johnson uh but I, yeah i always thought that she had like interesting potential um also she just looked cool right uh <laughs> but yeah just uh, you know if, if they were to somehow make it make it um make it work which i believe that they can um i don't see why you know that this this can't work it's sort of just like ahsoka's first appearance what if this character turns into something like something completely different than captain phasma like we just don't know it's just it's just an interesting dynamic it sort of reminds me of uh now like these these gr this group of of clones that are on the run have to take care of this kid it gives me like Din Djarin vibes in a way <laughs> yeah man i i just love team ups i love heist things we know these things at this point yeah. so like if this show like this show could be one of my favorite star wars things if it's handled well like if it's the quality of season seven and if it's using this dynamic of a group, which is kind of like one of my favorite things, right? Love Guardians, the Fast yeah. movies when they do their heist ones, those are fun. Like, I, I think there's a lot of potential for the Bad Batch as being some pretty badass, excellent Star Wars characters with some surprising depth. And I think maybe that kid is there to like bring that out of them, you know, make them more than just soldiers. Yeah. So. Totally. I mean, it's definitely possible. I. I'm just excited because we're going to get two two episodes in the same week, Christian. Mm -hmm. This is craziness. Um, how many episodes do you think this is going to be? I, I don't know. I, I was thinking probably like eight at the minimum, maybe eight to ten is what I was thinking. I was just going to ask you if there was word on that. Um, I think eight to ten is a safe I didn't bet. See um, I'd love if it were more. But yeah, I think the, the Disney Plus standard seems to be eight uh i know falcon and winter soldier is six but those are longer episodes than something like wandavision so yeah like a sub 10 i think is a safe bet even though i'd like more yeah for sure i'm just super excited we're getting this really soon it's like april already so uh it's only like a month away but yeah this is big hype christian <laughs> absolutely and uh yeah look forward to weekly reviews of the bad batch oh for sure for sure uh, we'll be watching that mm -hmm. but uh you know what else we'll be watching christian what's up sometime sometime uh probably in 2022 i think we're going to be watching on disney plus star wars obi-wan kenobi which is a live action tv show starring none other than Ava mcgregor and a few other actors and actresses that we just didn't know were in this project until yesterday uh, monday so disney lucasfilm on monday dropped some serious casting news for star wars obi-wan kenobi which is the 
title of this um, project, which I think we already knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said that they're going to begin production on the series in April. So that sort of puts the kibosh on some rumors and everything. Um, I guess they haven't started filming this yet. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what the deal yeah, is. Maybe, maybe it was like principal photography. Like they could have been doing like location stuff maybe, but uh, yeah, officially April is when it begins. Maybe they were doing set construction, you know, testing things like that. Maybe, uh, who's to say? Yeah, really. But I mean, they, they really came with, came at it with a freaking stacked actor lineup mm-hmm. what do you think chris Bloom? Oh, um for sure, sure yeah i'm sure everyone's seen this it's been going around the social medias and um, on the internet uh but they basically released a four by three grid of just like 12 actors and actresses that are involved in this project i'll read them off here of course we have ewan mcgregor uh with that we already knew that hayden christensen uh we already knew that too Moses Ingram, I'm not familiar with her work. Um, so yeah, if if you if you know these people, Christian, just just chime in. I guess. Okay. Uh, do you know Moses Ingram? I don't. I'm unfamiliar. Okay. I'm unfamiliar as well. Okay. Joel Edgerton, Uncle, Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, dude. <laughs> so that, I mean, pause for a second. That means young yeah. Luke, probably, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Because right after that, we have bonnie peace mm-hmm. who played aunt Peru. so we have uncle owen and aunt Peru. i get I, you know they didn't say that they're rep- reprising their roles but one can only assume uh that they're going to be playing uncle owen and aunt Peru. which yeah to me i think that means we're definitely going to get a, a, a young luke skywalker yeah what do you think about that i mean it's something we tossed around um yeah it, it's like i'm cool with it honestly like because i know some people might not like that because like fan servicey but like it makes sense right like if it's a story about obi-wan on tatooine like luke was familiar with old ben right like he knew of him so like seeing him at the market one day sure you know like i'm cool with it i don't know if you feel oh, differently yeah. But... yeah for sure no i'm totally fine with it too i mean i've always assumed like it, you kind of got the feeling that luke and obi-wan had known each other you know what i mean so yeah um anyways moving on we have my man kumail nanjiani coming through in the star wars universe uh i think we were talking about that christian you said it's probably likely he's voicing a character i i can easily see a world where he voices a character but i would like if he was just a person oh yeah for sure i think i think like i could definitely see more him voicing somebody or something Mm -hmm. um but yeah i would totally i would totally want to see kumail's muscles in in, on screen you know hell yeah uh then we have indira varma i think we talked about her joining the cast um she was in game of thrones etc uh we have rupert friend who i'm not really familiar with personally um i don't think i am either i have imdb pulled up uh i can see if there's anything specific uh he looks like he played agent 47 in one of the hitman movies um okay. he's in pride and prejudice so uh yeah homeland i don't know if anybody knows homeland I, i've heard that show before haven't yeah. seen it but 
Then we have a uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. <laughs> Very interesting who, pick. Uh, wait, that, that's Ice Cube's kid, right? Yes, uh, he played Young Ice Cube in uh, Straight Outta Compton, which is a good movie. Yeah, yeah, totally great, great movie. Um, that's just really cool. I, I wonder what he's going to be doing. Um, after that, we have Sung Kang. Uh, I'm not familiar with him. Uh, are You're you? not. I am very familiar with this gentleman. Okay, sorry. And maybe I am. I'm just not like. Sorry, Mike. Are you uh, well familiar with the wonderful uh, cinema series known as The Fast and the Furious? Yeah, but I've like you know I've seen some of them like in passing, you know that uh, that kind of thing. Sung Kang plays Han in Fast and Furious, a fan okay. favorite character, one of my favorites. Um, excellent, excellent character. Uh, he's been in several of the films. He died in one of the movies and is coming back for the new one so clearly this man is very strong (laughs) so uh, i think he's great he's a great character actor he's a really like charming person i'd love to see him play a pilot or something but just the fact that he is here in star wars that made me so happy because those movies are a lot of fun i think i've seen um this this is gonna sound like such a normie question because i honestly don't even know uh Paul Paul Walker, right? Was he in Fast and Furious? Yeah, he was. He was in all of them except for Tokyo Drift. Okay, all right. I saw the one that they had to like re like digitally recreate him. That um, that was seven, I think. That one was good, you know. Well, yeah, I think they went to like Dubai and like drove a plane or drove a car like off skyscrapers. Yeah, they're they're really fun movies, honestly, and like yeah. they're full of action, great comedy. So like Sun Kong being in star wars i think it's just a, a a very inspired choice i can't wait to see what his role is uh great so that that's awesome then uh after that we have simone kessel are you familiar with simone i'm not i am not but once again i will pull up on imdb um mm-hmm. also i think it's cool that we have an actor who played a character named han joining star wars and an yeah. actor whose last yeah. name is kessel joining star wars true i what you said when you said oh he played a character named han like i thought you were just like joking me for a second oh no i thought like yeah <laughs> yeah no i saw it it's actually han um oh mike you want a deep cut yeah simone kessel uh was on a show called terra nova that i remembered premiering and i i had it on tv it was like the future earth was so polluted that people had to were like hey let's just go back in time and we sent settlers back in time to the prehistoric dinosaur age to rebuild society Ooh. she was in that show i could not tell you who she played but apparently she was in that show <laughs> that's interesting yeah i've never heard of that show but it sounds uh so, it sounds better than star it sounds better than star wars <laughs> oh yeah so one episode I, clearly it was like i was like this is too good i can't watch anymore it's gonna ruin this <laughs> <laughs> um well, uh, moving moving on to what is my favorite casting in all of this, uh, Benny Safdie of yes. the Safdie Brothers <laughs> is cast in the Obi Wan Kenobi um, live action TV show. So yeah, so uh, the one of the minds behind Uncut Gems. Anyone mm-hmm. uh, going to be acting in this this? Um, this show i know that he has like an acting career as well as like a writer director career with his brother 
but like I've never really seen him in anything and I just think it's I just think there's some humor in the uncut gems director being in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> yeah I think that is once again a great choice this entire cast is stacked uh, I I am not familiar with all of them but the ones I am I think that it's such a great like there were some choices that were made and i love that i think oh. yeah this is like this just gets me really excited because like there's just this is i think eclectic is like the best word to use sure to describe all of these because like they just don't seem to mesh with one another but i'm sure i'm sure it's gonna be something special like hell yeah and uh honestly yeah just great seeing a recent official headshot of hayden christensen that's that's great yeah is that like recent is that new i don't know i would assume so like some of these headshots for these actors like that's that seems like an up-to-date ewan mcgregor right and joel edgerton those seem up-to-date like most of these seem pretty recent yeah so. totally i mean i was i was remarking like at hayden christensen's headshot i actually thought he looked like really good yeah he looks uh, great he looks really awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like a prime Anakin Skywalker. Just throw a wig on him. We got some more Clone Wars content, man. There uh, we go. Honestly, though, honestly though, you really could. You could just you could just th- like throw a wig on him, like you said, and you could just reprise the role tomorrow. Um, yeah, and uh, last which thing he sh- literally is. Yeah. <laughs> last thing I'll shout out though, because um, I know you and I are really on the train of we want to see Clone Wars flashbacks, right? Like, mm-hmm. um. WandaVision had uh, Catherine Hahn uh, de-aged like very subtly when they showed that flashback to like Salem and she like she looks I don't I think she's like in her 40s but like they de-aged her like very very subtly and it was unnoticeable she just looked very young so like I I trust them if they want to do that on TV budget do it again we got we got Clone Wars stuff coming Mike I'm sure of it yeah I didn't even notice that Catherine Hahn was de-aged in the uh, when they went back to like the 1600s in that show. Yeah, for the brief moment they did. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, Hayden Christensen, like you know, he still looks young. Yeah. To be honest with you, like they, it wouldn't be that hard, and it would because he looks so young already. It just would would blend really well, probably. Agreed. So yeah, man, uh, let's put them in the Clone Wars garb. Let's have them slicing up some clankers and then let's see them have some like really emotional fights hell yeah Um, (laughs) great so uh, we're all really excited for the star wars content that lies ahead um on the tv but also i'm pretty excited for some star wars content that's lying ahead on the book area of of star wars that is that was a horrible transition Um, (laughs) uh so there's a new Star Wars High Republic book coming out this fall. Delray Books announced today that Tempest Runner, an all-new audio original story set in the High Republic era, is coming from Kevin Scott. Uh, so he wrote the High Republic Marvel comic, and he's got, he is writing the Rising Storm, which is the sequel novel to Light of the Jedi. Um, so the sort of blurb that we got from Delray, the publisher on this, is... Follow the villainous Lorna D. As leader amongst the Nile, she's always looking over her shoulder for threats, either from the Jedi or the Nile themselves. So, yeah, we're going to get another High Republic book. I, I just thought that was interesting and that we should bring that up. Yeah, so audio 
you said it's an audio original yeah so is that like sort a, of like a, okay 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 i thought we were going like a radio show because i know marvel made like a, a wolverine radio show and they got like richard armitage to voice logan in it and it was like a podcast format thing and it was just an original story like that so i, I thought that's where we we're going i mean maybe I, I i when i heard this i got dooku lost vibes sure yeah. uh, because i think i think kevin scott also heard dooku lost <laughs> very cool that's exciting yeah for sure um speaking of which i think i feel like at some point christian we got to get on that we got to get on uh, into the dark so yes we'll, we'll have to talk about that <laughs> but uh moving on i just thought that this was interesting we could just quickly go over this Sebastian Stan, who's pretty hot right now, considering he's on The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is a great show, by the way. Excellent. Uh, yeah. S- shutting down Star Wars rumors. Not quite. Uh, I guess he was on an interview with Good Morning America and was asked about uh, the fan casting of him as Luke Skywalker. And if you haven't seen that, look it up, because he would make a great Luke Skywalker. I think. He looks a lot like him. Um, he said, quote, if Mark Hamill calls me personally to tell me that he feels inclined to share the role with me, then I'll believe it. So, I mean, I don't take that with a grain of salt, but I just thought that was interesting. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to fact check this at the moment, but um, I believe Mark Hamill on Twitter has made comment about that casting and been like, cool, this is awesome. Uh let me let me get do it. <laughs> i think so <laughs> like um, yeah let's see here let's see here um i mean i don't i wouldn't doubt it i mean I, you have to you have to give it like they look super similar like it would work like really well honestly like when the mandalorian season finale happened i thought for a second i was like is that special <laughs> but no it, it wasn't um i always thought that he would make a great luke i feel like he's a great he's a great actor as well um and and it would just work like really good but i guess it's not happening anytime soon i can't find it specifically but i'm almost positive that mark hamill on either his twitter or instagram once quote retweeted that image like the image of the two of them yeah and i think he's made comment on it so like that's fun also i know he looks a lot like him sebastian stan is a good actor like he's been able to yeah. act way more in the first two episodes of Falcon than he has in most of the MCU. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I I'd, I would trust him as someone who's loved Luke my entire life. You know. You no, know, I yeah exactly. Don't you feel like that he kind of also has the same sort of temperament too? Like I, yeah. like I don't know, just like the vibe is there. Yeah, um, he, he definitely does. Like he can be reserved. I think like Luke can be very reserved. Um, yeah, and he, he's got a similar like cadence when he talks. Like I I think I could definitely see that. And quite frankly, I would like to see that. So please get on that Disney. <laughs> I really, honestly, would love to see it. I I think they, you know, Luke Skywalker has transcended Mark Hamill. I'm like, you know, it's okay. You can recast him. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, why don't I just move on to the last thing that I wanted to mention? It's sort of like a rapid fire thing. Uh, but there are just like a ton of set picks from Andor floating around the internet. Uh, obviously this is a podcast so we can't show those uh and you know if you're not into spoilers don't go look at them um and you'll be fine um but yeah i just thought that was interesting to note nice yeah i have not have seen you, them is there any? are there any highlights you think um no do they just look big and intricate 
and there are like a bunch of green screens and stuff just just look them up when you have the chance um sure. if you're interested at least that's exciting um, going against the norm of um stagecraft potentially what do you mean because like oh, oh oh right 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 yeah because uh you know mando was a huge deal for the the type of set design stuff and uh recently with wandavision and falcon we do see like on location for the majority of it but mandalorian you know is that whole 360 screen which we assume they'd be using on a kenobi or an andor but when they showed that featurette also like there was a lot of sets and a lot of set construction for that show so that's that's exciting to hear you know it's going i know mando did a lot of this but it is going back with more of that like classical production design that star wars is so good at but yeah for sure i think they filmed some things for mandalorian like you know on a set and Mm -hmm. like that and everything but you're definitely right they're 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 putting a lot of stock into you know physical assets and physical sets and stuff so um yeah definitely go look at it if you're interested if not don't um so i think we should move on uh to the last segment that we have every single week this month we've been doing a different uh bracket first we started with video games then we went to jedi then we went to villains then we did uh, movie rankings, and now we're going to do a March Madness ranking for the non-Jedi and Sith characters of the Star Wars universe. So I have come at, prepared with 14 different uh, characters from the Star Wars universe that are non-Jedi or Sith. Uh, interesting that we did put Leia Organa on this list. Uh, she was a Jedi at, at first, but renounced that, so Christian and I sort of came to the, uh, you know, the consensus that she can be considered a non-jedi character though she is force sensitive so we just wanted to put that out there yeah like uh, <laughs> the, the the encompassing non-force users fits the title of the bracket better but like we haven't had a shot to put leia in a bracket and we have to have leia in a bracket so it's like this is the one the majority of her time we've seen her she's been like a commanding officer right and like yeah she does have that and you know there's like fins on here Finn's a force user apparently that's canon right like so like yeah well i i realize now that i i mistakenly named it non-force users in the the bracket mm-hmm. which i will change i think i think the better descriptor would be non-jedi or sith characters sure uh you know because i don't think we can consider leia or Finn um jedi you know so yeah i i think it's fair and like you know it's semantics but like for the majority of you know finn and leia's on-screen stuff we've seen them as non-jedi story-based characters right like so like for sure leia's never on screen just aside from like really rise of skywalker gone through like a jedi-esque arc the same way finn really hasn't um right so again for the sake of the bracket go with it (laughs) you know it's fine yeah it's fine. Anyways, this is our last bracket uh, for March. It was it was fun doing these. This is our fifth one because I've, we had five different recording sessions during March. But yes, we have 14 characters. Randomize the seedings of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to read these off by seed. Uh, we got number one, Leia Organa. Number two, Jin Erso. Then we have number three, Admiral Holdo. Number four, Emphis Nest. Uh, number five, Kira. Number six, Cad Bane. Number seven, Captain Rex. Number eight, Poe Dameron. Number nine, 
Chewbacca, number 10, Han Solo, uh, number 11, why can't I find this? Lando, Calrissian, number 12, Padme Amidala, number 13, Finn, and number 14, Saw Gerrera. So that's like an interesting seeding that that did. Mm-hmm. Um, now, but yeah. Mike, I would like you to know this is the one I have opinions on out of everything okay. so far. All right. <laughs> let's so. do it uh, i think we should also talk about what are what are we going to be ranking these characters in just before we start sure i think um like individual achievements probably um uh how they function off the main characters if they're not the main characters or maybe better how they function off of other characters because in the majority of the films with some exceptions, I feel like the main characters are normally the Jedi, and mm-hmm. they are supported by their friends and uh, family that are non-Force, non-Jedi characters. So, like maybe, uh, what they bring to their cast of characters, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so just like what they bring to the table. What they bring to the table, yeah. uh, achievements they've done. You know, obviously, uh, characterization you know mm-hmm. so all right cool so um i i think we should just get started i think it's good to note that the first and second seeds so leia and jenner so uh get a buy the first round since there are 14 characters here mm-hmm. um but round one let's start off with the first matchup we have the number eight seed poe dameron against the number nine seed chewbacca so already uh we're we're gonna be we're gonna be betraying uh true star wars <laughs> i don't i don't know i just feel like both of these characters i love both of them i, I don't want to see either of them now yeah i i love poe uh i think poe was unless i'm forgetting somebody poe i think is the first pilot only character i'm not i'm not talking like a han but like a like an x-wing rebel pilot guy yeah he, he's the only one i liked you know like i never liked wedge yeah, wedge Dude, I don't give a shit about Wedge. Like, who cares about Wedge? Like, Biggs, Wedge, I don't care. Yeah. What do Dude, you do? Biggs? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, like, Poe gave me that, at least. Poe made me yeah. get the hype of, like, those people that do love Wedge and uh, all the other tertiary X-Wing characters that have a ton of love. But, like, you know, Poe definitely had more love in the story. So, like, Poe's great, but it's Chewbacca, man i know it's chewbacca <laughs> i i really do love poe dameron um i think he is definitely one of the stronger aspects of the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. like for sure <laughs> um but you can't deny what is you know the apex character here and it's definitely chewbacca think about it he's been there since episode four with han solo He's been his best friend all the way through, protected Princess Leia when he had to. Like, you know, he's been there through it all. Um, you know, I feel like Chewbacca doesn't talk, but he's been through more characterization than Poe Dameron. Yeah, I <laughs> think that's also, fair. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, which is not like, you know, Poe Dameron's fault. It's not like he's writing his own storyline or anything, but like Chewbacca, I think, has just had more time to simmer and everything. Um, yeah, plus, like, the achievements of the character. Like, he fought at the Battle of Kashyyyk. He fought in the... Chewbacca fought in the Clone Wars. He freed mm-hmm. a bunch of Wookiee slaves. 
he's yeah, been this he's, is true he's been han solo's best buddy his entire life owes him a life debt saw through the end like and then continue to support han's you know like surrogate family of like yeah he stuck around you know he's a good guy and like uh you presume he raised ben a little bit and babysat maybe <laughs> like oh yeah definitely plus he's such an mvp of all the movies he's in you know he really helps the team out a ton um yeah chewie's great chewie is one of my favorite characters in star wars so yeah chewbacca definitely takes that wins over poe Dameron. Mm-hmm. um now moving on to the second round then uh well second second match in the first round we have the number four seed Enfys nest versus the number 13 finn and uh i feel like there's already uh disparity here because we have only one movie with Enfys nest and we have three movies with finn <laughs> um, yeah and Enfys Nest feels like a character that was being set up for a future, right? Like, oh, you're gonna have like a really sympathize with her, and like I think revealing that she has more like a Robin Hood type character mm-hmm. reveal at the end of Solo. It's like okay, you you achieve some of that, but you know there there is a lack there. Also, kind of tangential mike but did you notice that the actress who plays Enfys nest in solo is also in falcon and the winter soldier playing a very similar role <laughs> like yeah a masked character who is stealing vials of something for a greater good for their people yes i okay so so you may have just lightly spoiled Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me because I did not watch episode two yet, but that's I'm kind sorry. of my fault. No, that's that's fine. I I yeah, I I know I knew she was in that show, but mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Um that, that that's cool. I'm sorry, but um, yes, Finn. <laughs> no, that's that's good. That's good. I, I didn't I couldn't make that that uh that that comparison. But not, not like you really spoiled it for me because I was just about to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's like 30 today, seconds of the so. episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, I think I think Finn just wins this one, man. Yeah, Finn's great. I, I You know, I both of us have things we wanted out of Finn's character, but he's still a great character. You know, he's still an awesome member and a core member of that cast that uh, is, I'd say is sort of essential to at least what we do in force awakens yeah. oh yeah for sure i i love finn i think that he got uh you know he he, he sort of got got you know a, there was potential there and it was not yeah and not i think all the way <laughs> like as a character serving a story i think like a greater story in themes i think finn's character in episode eight serves the themes of the film very well as well right like i think there's ways we could have built off that to still get where we wanted that we didn't see to mm-hmm. fruition but like evaluating the character himself i think there's a lot to like about finn and i really love finn yeah crazy so now i'm just thinking about falcon winter soldier all right i'm sorry <laughs> um, i'm sorry i'm sorry no no that's a, that's okay wait <laughs> well I, i'll have to i'll have to ask you about it later anyways uh so the third the third um third match here we have the number five seed kira against the number 10 seed or 12 seed rather uh, Padme Amidala. So, uh, again, we have three movies and one movie. Uh, Kira, though, is really cool. Uh, she definitely was the dark horse of Solo. 
uh, kind of came out at the end and just like messed everything up for all the characters. Um, but Padme is Padme. Um, and not only does she have the uh, movies, but also the characterization that happened in the Clone Wars TV show, which I think uh, she's she's much cooler in the TV show than she is on the prequels. Plus, so. you have a bunch of books you've read about Padme. Yes, I, I love Padme. This is known. Yeah, um, Padme's great. Yeah, I think she's great. Um, Kira, though, is cool. Yeah, Kira has like a mystique to her, right? Like she she seems like she's pulling some strings. Uh, obviously works for Maul. Um, ties to the underworld again, similar to Enfys Nest. Like, there's clear setup there that we we have yet to see get paid off. Um, I don't know if Kira is in any expanded content. Uh, she could be in some comics, so. maybe. I don't know, but from the experience we have with Kira. Again, she's a very cool character. Um, Amelia Clark does a good job playing like a badass, uh, stoic kind of. Yeah, I know more than I'm letting on type deal, but she's got a cool vibe for sure. Yeah, but like it's Padme. Like Padme, it basically started. This it was cut from Revenge of the Sith. She like started the rebellion with like a bunch of the Separatist yeah. people, right? Like that's so cool. She's so essential to all these things. Uh, the mother of the Skywalkers, right? Like she's. It's Padme. Padme's yeah, incredible. She's she's so essential. She is a badass woman, and uh, yeah, we we love her. So she wins over Kira any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Padme is Bay. Uh, all right, that was horrible. Moving on. Uh, the number seven seed Captain Rex, or just like Rex, uh, versus the number ten seed Han Solo. This is like kind of a tough one, actually. This is because yeah. They both have a lot of, like, really great achievements. Mike, this is the hardest uh, one of the first round, I think, for this. Because, like, it's Han Solo, but I love Rex. I know, I know. I love Rex, too. And they both, like I said, they both have great achievements. Like, Rex was influential in the Clone Wars, uh, fighting alongside uh, Anakin Skywalker and just, like, all the heroes of the Republic. And also, then you have Han Solo, who, you know was also a hero of the rebellion um so just like choose your fighter but i'd choose both of them but was rex <laughs> ever a deadbeat dad yeah i don't know if rex can even can even have kids dude fair fair <laughs> enough but like yeah i don't know man like it's han solo right we have so much han content like we both yeah, love solo yeah. yeah think of think of what han does in the originals he let's he saves luke so luke can blow up the death star Mm -hmm. uh he is a high-ranking member of the rebellion but he still like gets his hands dirty you know oh yeah so he's not like he gets frozen in carbonite yeah like he's like like running from the law mm -hmm. and like think about return of the jedi right like he could have just been sitting comfy in the millennium falcon like basically asleep to blow up the second death star but he's like no i'll be on the ground i'll take the shields out lando you do this like i I think there's something to say about han as a leader where but like man it's rex is like so i have zero complaints about rex yeah i don't know it's just like i guess right now it's kind of coming down to like just who is to me like to me it's like who is just the more iconic character and like 
I don't know. I don't know. They they both are great characters. Like Rex, Rex is basically perfect. Like you said, Han Solo definitely has more character flaws. But does that make him a stronger character? <laughs> uh, that's a that's a serious question, actually. Um, yeah. I'm like he he's he's not the greatest dad, and he's and he's not the greatest husband either. We know this. Yeah. Um, but you know, deep down, he's a great. He's a really good guy. Um, yeah like i don't know i mean I, I think there's this to say as well like i feel like we have yet to see all of what rex can offer as a character despite having so much with him you know like there uh we got a little bit of him in rebels right but like rex in the clone wars is great rex in season seven of clone wars is fantastic um clearly he we're gonna get some more rex in bad batch which i'm excited for just to see what's up with him um but yeah man i if we want to give it to han it's han solo you know i love if it if rex would be able to continue in this bracket but like you're up against han solo like han is the non-force uh, yeah. user right like he's the non-jedi character of star wars i mean i yeah that's the thing i hate to be like like make it the obvious choice but i just think that there's more that we've seen of han solo than we have of rex and i think han solo's contributions on an indi on an individual personal level i think are more like noteworthy than sure. anything captain rex did yeah you make good um, points so yeah we can do han yeah so why don't we just move han solo up then um, so moving on, we have the number three seed, thir uh, number three seed Admiral Holdo against the number fourteen seed Saw Gerrera. So, yeah, uh, I said choose your fighter for the last one. This is like really choose your fighter. Uh, I I don't I, I don't know these. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you got the Holdo maneuver versus you know the Darth Vader or like, Gullet, or Gullet thing. Yeah, uh, the Holdo maneuver versus Bor Gullet. <laughs> I, I know, like. I like both of the actors. I love Laura Dern. I love uh, Forrest Whitaker, yeah. right? Like, both of them are great. It's cool that they're both in Star Wars. Um, I never loved Saw Gerrera. Like, I think it's a, he's an interesting character where it's like, oh, he's a, a fighter for the rebels that lean more into terrorism and kind of, like, yeah, went off the deep end with it. I think there's something there. But, like, I don't know if that's ever explored a ton. I know we've seen Saw Gerrera at a bunch of different points in his life. Like... He was in Jedi Fallen Order, which was closer to yeah. Rogue One than it was when we met Saw in either Rebels or Clone Wars, I forget, but... I mean, there's still some of that, like, you know, oh, like, he he sort of commands, like, a bunch of terrorists. Um, that, sort of, that sort of angle on it. That's in Rogue One, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they talk about that. Um, so, there's that, which I think is interesting, but also, Holdo, as a character, like, servicing the story i feel like is much more influential than saw ever was personally because like she mm -hmm. this is like working in writing but like like she the reason that poe becomes a leader is because of her like the reason that poe goes through that character growth to become the the general we see him be in uh rise of skywalker is because of the experience he had with holdo and the lesson he learned and like leia shepherding him through that like also the holdo maneuver is one of the coolest things in all star wars <laughs> like this is true yeah 
she kind of changed the resistance you know yeah she definitely did um with the idea to sort of like move the resistance to create too that was her idea Mm um i don't know i i I feel like I feel like what you were saying is more like, oh, she's she's a good character because she like helped service this other character. Like you're not not really you. Like what I'm hearing from you is like, oh, like she helped this other character, right? But become would you, a better character. Would you say that Saw is you know? any different? Because I feel like Saw's biggest achievement is that he like influenced Jin to be someone, you know, and like clearly, I think. The effect Holdo had on Poe was way better than the effect that Saw had on Jin in terms of like influencing characters. Because I think both of them are kind of in that they're freedom fighters, they sacrifice for the cause, and they influence the character. They're kind of similar in that way, I think. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I just like, I don't know. I guess my whole thing is like, should we be judging a character off of like how they make other characters? Or should we be judging a character off of like their own achievements and like their personal like that's sure. where i'm coming from because i guess like i see where you're, i see what you're saying like without admiral holdo like poe dameron would have never become the like co-general or whatever like he did become and the leader that he did become but because mm-hmm. she think... like other like i don't know i feel like to me to me at least like she was only in one movie and like i i, I don't know I just feel like she, she, like her impact is less. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, because I one of the things we did say was how they service the cast and like the other characters. Okay, that's this is true. Okay, so Fair I'll I'll bring that up. But I think also if you strip that away and you strictly evaluate, because like I don't remember a bunch of what Saw did in Clone Wars or what he did in Fallen Order. I know he had he was at a battle. He took down an ATAT. But like, I I think making a sacrifice for their cause, like saw didn't have to die he didn't really do anything about dying um he just kind of died and then like holdo destroyed snoke's like half of snoke's fleet and was the reason that the resistance was able to get to crate and eventually like hold out long enough to survive right so i think like without holdo the resistance probably would have died then and there without saw we see what happens with that song, you know, like Jin still fair, leaves, this is, right? Like, this is true. This is all fair points. I, I I hear what you're coming from, and you make you make a good argument, Christian. Yeah. Um, like, I don't see Holdo getting much farther than this, but I think against Saw, evaluating it the way we're evaluating it, I just feel like she gets a slight bump because she actually did something meaningful. Fair, yeah. I, I see. I see where you're coming from. I I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I'm comfortable moving Holdo. Sure. I'll say Saw has a more interesting character like history. That's what, I, that's what I think. I just I just really I think that the personally I think that the aspect of the rebellion the angle of the rebellion being terrorists and like viewed as terrorists and like employing terrorist tactics and stuff, it was just is just really interesting to me because that's a, a lot of people in the galaxy probably thought of them that way mm-hmm. um and so i always thought that was interesting that saw Gerrera as a character sort of like leaned into that and it kind of like corrupted him he's sort of like an anti-hero and and i thought that that was always kind of cool um but yeah i see what you're saying with admiral holdo so we'll move her forward sure. um all right so so the last match of round one we have the number six seed cad bane against the number 11 seed lando calrissian and uh 
What do you think about this one? I feel like this one's kind of easy. Yeah, Cad Bane's weak. Yeah, weak. He's not even the coolest bounty hunter in the Core Wars, dude. Like, I know. I don't even know why I put him on this list. To be honest with you, like, um, I'll say this though: even if it was like Bosk or like IG Eleven or someone, like, I still think they lose to Lando, right? Because like Lando is, again, you want to talk yeah. about like an interesting character. Lando made some like kind of shady decisions to like better the lives of his people you know and i think he has a great redemption arc he has got a lot of uh depth to him lots of shades of gray i really like lando no i like lando a lot too he's definitely hands down the more like the the better choice out of cad bane (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. um all right cool so why don't we move to round two the first match in round two we have the number one seed leia organa versus the number nine seed chewbacca um wow family Um, versus family yeah like i love chewy but like leia speaks leia has like pull you know like she has a list of achievements that she's done that aren't like chewbacca has done some stuff right no disrespect to chewy but like leia led a government (laughs) and a rebellion dude yeah leia's like leia's a main character yeah (laughs) you know like like star wars is like partially about leia you know yeah so like i'd even argue she's leia... a sky yeah she's a skywalker um <laughs> i like leia i think has a more impressive laundry list of things she's done than han and the reason i make that comparison huh. is because i think in the original trilogy like i don't know if leia has as much screen time as han does but i feel like she's done way more you know yeah yeah Oh, totally. She's she's probably the most accomplished. Yeah. Out of all of them. Yeah. So, Leia, easy. <laughs> yeah, she she's a she's a great leader. Um, she's a main character. Star Wars is like legit legit about her, mm-hmm. kind of. And uh, yeah, so that's an easy one. Sorry, Chewbacca. We all love Chewbacca, but Leia definitely wins over Chewie. <laughs> Uh, so the second match in round two, we have the number thirteen seed Finn versus the number twelve seed Padme Amidala. Uh, similar to Leia and Chewie, like I feel like Padme has a lot of, um, uh, a, like a lot of accomplishments. <laughs> like uh, she became queen of Naboo at fourteen years old. Like let's not forget. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, who who else becomes queen of their planet uh, before puberty? yeah I, like i'm leaning padme it sounds like you are as well um i i still think in terms of you you know we talked a bit about uh saw as a like this character role he has like finn as a turncoat stormtrooper i think is very interesting we don't really dive into that too much you know no, um and similar to how padme as a uh like 13 year old queen was explored in more detail through novels and stuff like that i'm sure we'll get that stuff with finn eventually but i think padme is just a more realized character in terms of like writing which i know isn't fully what we're judging it on but i think writing plays into accomplishments right like the stories you tell with this character so there is more of padme and i think even if you evaluate it strictly on the movies like it becomes a bit more of a close uh, question, but I I, th- I, st- I think I'd still give the edge to Padme because she 
is just very influential to the rebellion to darth vader to skywalkers right like she's so important oh yeah she's by far like one of the most important characters in the prequels um and yeah i think if you know it's it's hard because like there definitely seems like there could have been more within like finn was supposed to be more than what he was um which is sort of like disappointing because i feel like he would go farther in this bracket Mm -hmm. um but yeah it it just didn't end up that way padme uh if you were just talking about the films i feel like right i feel like she definitely still has more accomplishments and and just general pull in star wars universe than finn does um and then when you add in like the expanded content not the expanded universe but just like books and stuff the character starts to get fleshed out way more um and she's a really interesting character. She's really smart. Um, and she's also like a badass. Uh, so she's kind of got the full package. And while Finn is like a great character and I really like him and I like the idea of like a turncoat stormtrooper, I just feel like Padme has has more to, to, to offer. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Both really good characters, I think, but Padme has the edge for sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, move around. Sure. All right, let's move in and pad me up. Now on to the next match. We have the number two seed Jin Erso over the number ten uh, versus the number ten seed Han Solo. So again, I feel like this is an easy one. <laughs> sure, I'll say the reason Han was able to, you know, achieve his things. I think Jin is responsible for that, but I still don't. I really don't like Jin. I feel like I didn't get much out of her as a character. Uh, I think in terms of how she works with the rest of the cast, like I feel like a lot of the cast just elevates her more than anything else. Um, and even then, she still feels really aimless for a lot of that movie. Um, accomplishments. Uh, yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, she uploads the Death Star plans on scarif and then <laughs> dies but like i don't know man like Jin is like a non-character it feels like yeah she kind of is a non-character uh han solo when you put han solo up against Jin, it's like putting like a giant up against i don't know like an ant or something yeah um, fair but yeah, I think Han Solo definitely is a much more influential character on the Star Wars universe than Jyn Erso is. Um, she's just kind of boring, to be honest. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. What were you going to say? No, I agree. We can move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to, the, to this next match, we have the number three seed Admiral Holdo versus the number 11 seed Lando Calrissian. Um this is interesting, actually. Sure. How, what, where's your mind at? Lando. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Like, Lando, honestly, I feel like both of them have. I don't know. I, I'm really kind of stuck on this one. What, what's going through your head? I mean, I, I think we can't uh, understate or overstate, I guess, how important it was that Holdo was able or able to st- like freeze up the First Order so the Resistance could survive. But yeah, 
I think Lando has a lot of small victories that could like match up with that, right? Like he blew up the second Death Star. He helped save Han. He did. Uh, he he did sell them out, but he quickly. He's kind of a jerk too. Yeah, but he very quickly, like before they even left, he was like, "Hey, I can still help you, and we can fix this." Like he he clearly does have some loyalty, despite the fact that he didn't have loyalty with Han, right? Like, um, because immediately after he was like, "Leia, I'll help you. Luke, I'll help you. We can we can get out of this." And then he doesn't do a ton in Solo, but I, I like him in Solo, you know? Don't love him in Solo, but mm-hmm. uh, Lando, I think he's done enough that the other aspects of his character could... I could hear a case for him to pull ahead of Holdo here, despite Holdo being very important to Poe's character and the survival of the Resistance. I don't know, man. To me, this one's kind of easy. I feel like Lando Calrissian just has had more time in the Star Wars universe than mm-hmm. Admiral Holdo. Oh, I, I'm leaning I Lando, if that wasn't clear. Yeah. I mean, I, I know what you mean. Like, though, Holdo, Holdo, what she did in Episode Eight was extremely important for the Resistance to survive. And without what she did, like, you know, we wouldn't have had, like, an Episode Nine. Like, <laughs> you know, you know so... what? Maybe we can just give it to Lando. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like Lando objectively just has had more. No, I done more, done more things. That, you know, he blew up the second Death Star. Yeah, like, that's good. I, <laughs> I think it's. I definitely think it's not a, a even really a question. I wanted to bring up points, but I do think like absolutely far and away Lando. But the reason I said that was because you said maybe without her we wouldn't have had an episode nine. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we probably wouldn't have had an episode nine without her, and maybe that wouldn't have been a bad thing. That's what <laughs> I was saying. Yeah, that's what that, I was making a joke. But yes, yeah, clear. Yeah. It's very easily Lando. Like Holdo, yeah. you have a good shot, but it's it's Lando far and away. Yeah, Holdo's definitely important, but Lando, come on, he blew up the second Death Star. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on to the semifinal round, we have the first match of here: mother versus daughter, Leia Organa versus Padme Amidala. This is yeah. We have we have a family battle here. Yeah. Um I, I think I know who I would pick. I would like to hear from you because you've read both of their novels and I have not. These characters are very very similar. Um but I think like, like, all right, so so both of them are, are politicians, right? Both of them serve in their respective senates, right? Uh, Leia Organa, well, honestly, that Leia Organa served in the same senate that her mother did. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, was Empire Senate and not the Republic. Um, and after the rebellion, Leia ends up becoming a senator for the New Republic, uh, I've read the Padme book, uh, the first one, and then I've also read Bloodline by Claudia Gray. Um, they both are very intelligent. Um, they both have moments of being badasses. Um, I just think like Padme like didn't have the foresight enough to sort of like see the fall of the Republic. Um, 
and that is something that I'm not sure like Leia would have done as well because like as I was reading Bloodline like it, she she's very intelligent and starts to talk about all the issues that are going on in the New Republic and starts to sort of like look at it with a different lens and I know it takes place after the fall of the Republic that her mother was in so maybe she's coming at it from a different perspective but I don't know it's just like both of them spent a lot of time in politics and Padme seemed to sort of get clouded by the hubris of it all and Leia seemed to have learned from that um, in, a, in a way that just like kind of differentiates her from Padme in my mind um, I don't know what do you what are you what are your thoughts on this I mean I I, I honestly I, I see the similarities between them and I, I know on a very like rudimentary level the prequels wanted to have two dudes and a girl be the main trio the way that the original trilogy was right like obi-wan anakin and padme arhan luke and leia um so i i think on a very like macro scale yeah they're they're pretty similar um with their roles in like the the political side of everything and leadership but yeah like leia was like i think also like leia was young still when she was leading the rebellion the same way that padme was a young queen um like she was i think Leia was what like 19 20 in a new hope like yeah she's like 19 yeah yeah she's pretty young so to do that and to have a very very i say successful career as a, a military leader a politician a jedi for a little while and that's as, yeah as like a mother like i i think yeah leia like leia, leia pulls ahead here for me personally as much as i love padme i really love padme but yeah it's leia yeah no i think leia definitely takes takes uh pulls away over padme for sure like like you said as much as she was a great like political leader and and governmental leader she was also a great military tactician Mm -hmm. leia um padme we didn't really quite see her on that side of her um uh so yeah very I, i definitely think leia takes it over padme so let's just move her to the uh yeah final round here and i'll say this too leia we talked earlier of why she's included here like she didn't fully realize her training as a jedi she walked away from that but she had enough of it and was a good enough mentor that she could channel ray to being an incredibly powerful jedi that could you know like she finished the that training for ray she did more training with ray than luke did honestly and like she was able Mm -hmm. to give her that platform so yeah absolutely leia yeah no definitely leia was not a jedi i mm-hmm. mean she was at, at one point but um definitely an extremely powerful force user mm-hmm. um we we know this um she's she's this daughter of darth vader you know so of course she's gonna be um so moving on to the next semi-final round we have the number 10 seed han solo versus the number 11 seed lando calrissian this is funny i was uh, i was looking at these two <laughs> matchups we have leia against padme and han against lando that is funny it's, it's poetry it is poetry it rhymes christian it does. Um, so yeah what do you think about this one um i think the same argument that we've been giving for han this whole time applies here because again they're pretty similar characters uh i think lando had more responsibility and like more he was more of a, an adult a grown-up in terms of his responsibilities and his leadership for his there was no like event that made lando be like oh now i have to be a mature person like han definitely had that moment right but i think han still 
has more to show for it. I, I think that's the benefit of just being in more projects. Uh, as much as I love Lando, I really love Lando. Um, I think it's Han here. Yeah, you're definitely right, I think. Han Solo is... He's just, you know, he's Han Solo. Lando Calrissian um, definitely has his moments and everything, but when you stack them head-to-head, I feel like Han Solo is just the more Star Wars of the Star Wars characters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we all we love Han Solo on this podcast. We um, do. We, we, we've talked about it a lot. So it's no surprise happen. that... Yes, it makes Solo 2 happen, and it's no surprise that we're going to put Han Solo above Lando Calrissian. Um, as as did the universe, kind of, right? In the Star Wars universe, Han Solo was kind of like cooler than Lando. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 always, they always seem to sort of like um, uh, compete against one another, and Han Solo seemed to always win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, let's move on to the bronze match here. We have the number 12 seed, Padme Amidala, versus Lando, the number 11 seed. Uh, so between Lando and Padme for the for the third place bronze medal, uh, two very different characters here. Yeah, um, I I think I know where you're leaning if you are leaning somewhere. But yeah, look at the conversations we've had about Lando, about the things we like about Lando. Uh, a different league than what we're talking about with Padme, right? Like. Uh-huh. Padme, I feel like, has just had so much more weight on her shoulders. Yes, Lando is a leader. He made hard choices. He made not easy decisions. But Lando, at the end of the day, his I think his worldview was much more focused. And Padme literally had the galaxy on her back for a lot of her decisions, especially by the end and, you know, creating the rebellion, basically. Like, there's a lot that she had to deal with. So I, I would go Padme here. I would definitely go Padme, too. I think it's... I, we all know how much I love Padme. Um, so, Lando Cal- nothing, nothing, nothing against Lando Calrissian though. He's a great character. Oh yeah, not at all. Um, but yeah, I think Padme definitely takes this one. Um, so that leads us to the last match of the day. We have the number one seed Leia Organa versus the number ten seed Han Solo. Uh, so who who's going to take gold today? I feel like this is pretty funny since they. Uh, you know, did have a kid together. They were married at some point, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they're going up against each other in the Jedi Knights, non-Jedi Sith yeah. uh, characters, March Madness bracket. So I think we have to remove Ben from the equation because they both kind of failed there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. we can't fault either well, that, of them. That makes them equal, yeah. Yeah. So that flaw aside, like... Does it really? Because I think they both have really strong achievements in the original trilogy, right? So does it come down to like how they reacted to their son becoming an evil man? Like <laughs> Han ran off and just did job to job stuff, and Leia was busy leading a new republic. Yeah, uh, Han. Well, I mean, it, it's it's what would happen in real life, right? Like the like a man would a man would just like run away, and a woman would put would keep everything together, right? So. Uh, Leia, Leia kept kept figuring things out while while Han just like totally couldn't handle it. Um, I always liked Leia. <laughs> I always thought she was like one of the one of the best characters in Star Wars. Um, she definitely has a lot of um, history behind her. Um, she I feel like she definitely handled Ben Solo becoming 
uh, Kylo Ren better than Han did. I don't know. I just would choose Leia over Han personally. Yeah, like I think Han, we've seen more of his life story. So we've seen, like, we've seen more of his character growth, but I think Leia is just a much more realized character that's way more dynamic and much more interesting. Like, if we're talking, like, side characters, I think Han is the best side character, but like you said, Leia's a main character, you know? She's so influential. She has so many different eras of her life that are just entirely different, and she's just covered so much in her career whatever avenue of that career you want to evaluate as like a jedi a leader a politician a military general like there's so much more there where han's like yeah he was a smuggler he's a good pilot uh he's got some good morals kind of a bad father uh he gave up on it leia distracted herself with work but like in the end like i i think leia just wasn't afraid to make hard choices and han still ran from them so on that level i think she gets an edge so yeah i think leia too for sure i think she had more yeah she definitely has more uh to to her like just just that that alone i feel like differentiates her from han um and puts her over him agreed so how she dealt how she how she dealt with failure absolutely um well there you yeah go. so there you go. I mean that that is it. That is all five brackets for the month of March, ending in the non-Jedi and Sith characters bracket. And uh taking home the gold, we got Leia or Organa, of course. Uh number two, we have uh, taking home the silver Han Solo. And coming in third with the bronze Padme Amidala. Uh and honorable mention, Lando Calrissian at number four. Shout out. So that's a great I feel like that's a that's a great lineup right there. Yeah. Like, I, there, I think there's something to say that the finalists are kind of, like, the other main characters, but I just think that they're well-realized, right? Like, they're the, they're the templates, right? Look at those final two. Leia Organa and Han Solo, those are kind of, like, the two templates for expanded Star Wars media where we need, like, a trio. You know, like, yeah. those, are, those are the templates. We saw them in the prequels. We saw them in the sequels. So totally and just and padme she's just like uber important you know yeah um and and like a badass too so exactly yeah so i think we did good i think we did good uh so yeah if anybody wants to go look at this i don't know if we've been i don't know where we put them but yeah so i'll have a total like template of all four uh posted on twitter under one tweet all right cool cool let's do it all right so so that's that's the uh that's the bracket today i had a really fun time doing that as always christian oh hell yeah this was a great idea i'm glad we did this all month it was very fun it was for sure uh so i mean with that i think i have nothing else to say do you want to take us out to see sounds good so mike where can everybody find you on twitter at mike p connors very nice uh if you want to follow me on twitter twitter tiktok you can follow me at chun2d2 this show at Jedi Knights JC on Twitter is also available here on youtube.com slash joyclicks for the video version. It's in a playlist for Jedi Knights alongside all of our other podcasts and the Hall of Game, like Mike mentioned at the top. All that available on the YouTube channel. But we also have an audio version of this show, podcast service of your choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you want. Jedi Knights on there. If you enjoy the show, it would be very much appreciated if you gave us a review, a rating 
Uh, if you like the episode, just takes a quick second to hit five stars. Helps us out a bunch. And if you want to get involved further, patreon.com slash joyclicks. You can go to support the shows at the $1 and $5 levels. $5 tier gets you producer credit on all of our podcasts, like Chris Sakas and Aaron Easton. So thank you very much. And that's going to do it. Uh, no bracket next week. Uh, we got Mike in the pilot seat. And we're going to see what what news there is for Star Wars next week. Hopefully hopefully a lot of news. <laughs> yeah. By next episode, we'll have a bunch of Legends content on Disney Plus also. So that's going to be fun. True. But, true, true. Um, that's going to wrap up today's episode. So until next time, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you? May the Force be with you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Beep is up.